All right, Jonathan, welcome back to another one. Rory, how's things? Yeah, all good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Long weekend there. So, uh, still recovering a small bit, but all, all well. Yeah, great. <laughs> like we always are. I mean, you're probably up your eyes this week, obviously. Um, I think I'll let you talk through it. Obviously, mobile laps down at the minute. Just going to you know, discuss that first in the podcast. Just let everybody know exactly where we are with that. Yeah, so look, there's there's some upgrades going on and some maintenance happening on the app at the moment. So obviously it's accessible through our web app at app.twoblokestrading.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual physical app itself is just running through maintenance, which will be fixed now in the next couple of days. So just bear with us while we while we get that sorted. Yeah, and just even let everybody know. Yeah, I think you know, for me, you always get a better experience. I feel on you know, when you go through the computer, if you're doing all your analysis and things, always keeping it up, you know, so don't ever rule out thinking that you always have to be on your phone. If you have your laptop or computer handy, you know, you can make that your preference also. So yeah, 100%. You know. Even if you want to go on the app, just again, just literally go into your your, your Safari or, or whatever it is, whatever web browser yeah. you're using and just type in punch in app.twoblokestrading.com. Use your same user details and you'll be able to log in that way as well. Yep. Perfect. Sounds good. Awesome. But, um, let's jump into obviously markets this week. So Last week was obviously a bit of a um, bit of a hectic week when it came to markets. So obviously seeing the downgrade come from Fitch's about US debt, not really, it, you know, didn't really move markets too much. It sort of more it's just jittered. Su- surprisingly, not. I was expecting to see more of a reaction, but yeah, we didn't see yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I know that is something a lot of people are going to be logging on to try and find out, you know, why it happened and, and things like that. The whys behind it are probably too long and too in depth for this podcast. I mean, you know. A company like that, Fitches, would take maybe a research team, Jonathan, of maybe 50 to 100 people coming up with an idea like that with a huge amount of data. So the, the hows and why that happened isn't really relevant, but what it's going to do to the market, not really much. I mean, their stance here is the next 10, 20 years. That's the sort of outlook that they're looking at. And what we're interested in is the next, you know, whether it's 10 days or 20 months at the very most, not years. Exactly. So we didn't see much of a move from it. And I mean, they were rated from, you know, AAA down to AA plus, which is still an incredibly high rating. So it's nothing really to worry. But if it was maybe two or three steps lower than that, which is highly unlikely for um, to get a downgrade like that, but that would have caused a huge stir in markets. And again, it's not the first time it's ever happened. It happened in 2011 with S&P. They downgraded um, US debt and nothing really came off the back of that either so first thing I would like to say to people is that if you think that markets are going to fall off the back of something like this I think you're going to be completely wrong I think that's not going to be the catalyst to look out for sure, absolutely I think look <clears throat> realistically we're looking at you know risk off sentiment at the moment clearly mm-hmm. with the markets right um, obviously that, that's been a bit of a shift last week especially wouldn't mm-hmm. you say yeah, definitely there has been. I mean, a lot of that's probably as well, you know, we're going to get into it as well with earnings. And I think a lot of that's come from earnings. It's coming as the, is the market rallying too fast, too hard. You know, we, we are yeah. getting up quite high at the minute. And, you know, like anything, whenever you keep winning and winning, you always start to think, well, I'm going to lose at some stage here. And seasonality factors as well. We've already seen the first half of the year. So many different things we could talk about here. And I think that there is just a bit of a risk off um, shift coming now. We actually seen yields as well, fixed income products. 10-year treasuries up over 4%, starting to look attractive now for long-term investors. So we could start to see bonds picking up a bit as well, I think, in the near term. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, We'll have a quick look at, I suppose, let's start, start with stocks. I mean, like... Again, the big surprise, the big news out is Apple, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, taking two hundred billion off their, their market cap after the downbeat retail sales. 
Yeah, I mean, things just didn't come in as expected. But again, John, I think it's one of those things, you know, if, you, if you're able to look at a chart or if you are looking at one by listening, 2023 Apple has actually went up physically in a 45 degree angle, quite, yeah. quite literally. And I mean, that's not normal for anything to do. So you can completely expect something to come off just like this. Um, I think you're obviously starting to see a bit of, a bit of rebalance and probably coming into portfolios and, and things like that. But I think where Apple's coming down to around that 175 level, it's probably going to find some support there and continue to move forward because you know one of the things we actually had a conversation about in the app uh, last week was about looking at ETF funds and, and the holders of those. So you're looking at like the Black Rocks and the Vanguards. And every mm -hmm. ETF fund you look at, Jonathan, the top holder is always Apple. It's always Apple, 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 the whole way yeah. across. So it's not a company that too many people are going to sell. It's always a company they're just going to hold forever type of thing. So you think I, that limit downside on that basis, yeah? Yeah, I would I would never say to anything that there's a limited downside, but hy hypothetically, yes, there there is a, a a limited downside, I think, to this. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a it's a market reaction, obviously, off the back of earnings. But it's it's. I think the next move from here is going to be, you know, the the biggest move. I think again, if we if we see that kind of some kind of a price kind of hold off now, if we see some kind of uh, stability in that price now, it will give you know further encouragement that that's kind of the end of the dip. I mean, like realistically, if we see that continue, I, I just can't see it continuing to fall. To be honest with you. Um, they're just too strong uh, yeah. at the moment. I, I just don't see how they can continue to to fall off from this point. I mean, what's your opinion? Yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think you know they sort of peaked just under 200 there. They're probably going to come down to 170. So you know, what's that? 15 percent decline sounds about right. You know, they'll come down that 15 percent, maybe no more than 20, and that will bring them down to that sort of 165 to 170 region. And that's yeah, that's yeah. probably a good place to start buying in again for the long term. Start seeing their marketing team working overtime now. <laughs> exactly. But the, the, the thing is as well, you have to remember, you know, if I'm sure everybody knows this about Apple, but what, what time of year is it right now? We're into August. What sure. happens what happens next month? Or yeah. is it end of September, start of October? New iPhone release. Yeah. You know, so it's that that'll be the thing. Once that starts getting drip fed out and you start seeing some renderings of it, Apple will be straight back up again. Sure, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I don't. I see this as a, a minimal blip for Apple, to be honest with you. But let's keep an eye on it. Um, most other stocks have really not a whole lot going on. Um, Amazon had a bit of a jump. Yeah, Amazon had a bit of a jump, and then obviously this morning we started to see a lot of financials well under pressure. I mean, um, you know, we've seen Moody's coming out as well, and they cut credit ratings, you know, for ten small mid-sized lenders That's right. across the US. You know, so we've seen Bancorp, uh, NYM, so New York Bank Mellon, State Street as well were in there, and then we also actually seen the Italian government come out and announce that forty percent windfall tax, you know, against uh, extra, right. yeah, extra yeah. profits. So a bit of a hard day there in terms of you know the financials. So I start mean, to just all start this to is all this is doing is this increase in strength in dollar, right? Yeah, that, exactly. You're just it's it's just pushing dollar a bit higher every time, just giving it a bit more reason for the upside, things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking about dollar, I mean, look, where are we trading now? Somewhere around the one hundred two sixty seven. I mean, certainly one hundred three is in target now at the moment. Uh, and again, I've I've got a couple of levels marked out, um, going up to like you know one hundred four, even potentially one hundred five. Um, as we as we reach the end of the year, but uh, what's your what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think this one hundred two eighty level that we're looking at is going to be obviously a tough one. Last week we got up to the one hundred two eighty field to get through. 
Um, this week we obviously have CPI on Thursday, so we're yeah. not going we're not going to see a breach of one hundred three until Thursday at least. Mm-hmm. Um, CPI comes out at three point three percent as expected. Um, it will probably not move much because that's what's been priced in. If we mm-hmm. see any higher than that, then yes, we could breach one hundred three. If the important thing is to remember, if we actually see anything lower than three point three percent on on Thursday, I think dollar will absolutely tank, and I think it could breach back below that sort of one hundred one level. It will absolutely tank. You know, I mean, we've seen oil up, you know, over 20% in July alone, you know, so you can, you can expect what oil makes up less than 20% of the CPI. So therefore you could expect what um, CPI inflation up, yeah, but 0.4%. Yeah. I mean, just we'll move on to, onto oil now in a minute, but um, yeah. I, I, again, it's like, I think the last part, episode that we had, uh, we were talking about you know, are we seeing a slightly softer dollar as we saw that kind of sell off off the back of, you know, kind of risk on sentiment and so on. But again, it's, you know, it doesn't take much to change that sentiment and, you know, price to to completely go against your 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 original bias. Exactly. And I mean, you know, we're also seeing just as, as you say, we're seeing that dollar strength. We're also seeing some weakness as well across yeah. a couple of currencies. Obviously, euro was starting to get hammered a bit this morning in terms of the Italian government coming out about the, uh, the windfall tax. Obviously, it's going to hurt a few financials. We've seen Aussie dollar and, and the Kiwi this morning. Chinese trade data came out a lot weaker than expected. Um, yeah. I put a post in that. I think that's in the premium channel. Go check that out um, about how that really affects it. So obviously, Aussie dollars down a percent this morning. So that there's making US dollar look stronger than what it actually maybe is as well. So um, Aussie dollars what the lowest One, in, lowest in two months now. Yeah, I mean it's at what no. points points just points around point six four fifty. So I mean like I mean the next level really down from there. You you could be even potentially open a door down to somewhere around the point sixty two, right? Yeah. Um, that's that's the next real level of 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 strong support. But again, we've seen that level hit. And we could potentially see a bounce. And again, price has been trading sideways for, for for what, five months, six yeah. months. Yeah, I mean, where are we there? Sort of February, March, pretty much been trading sideways. We've seen a bit of a range up to sixty eight, all the way down to sort of sixty four. So it's just sort of that kind of four hundred pip range. We've just been seeing everything moving in, nothing major, mm-hmm. really in Aussie dollars. So I think now we're due a breakout either side. If we start to see, um. On Thursday, start to see CPI come out hotter than expected. US dollar takes off, then that's obviously going to leave Aussie dollar a lot, a lot of room to the downside, and potentially could see that move down to sixty-two. Yeah, agreed. I mean, again, looking at obviously pound Aussie, uh, again, it's 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 looking pretty strong as well at the moment. Yeah, pound Aussie as well, still looking quite strong on there. I mean, what we're coming up to nearly that two level highest level since. What's that? May 2020. Yeah. So again, just still trying to push on. We know that the RBA are now starting to look to um, cooling off a bit and interest rate um, are pretty much a terminal. Bank of England still have a bit of a, a while to go. So I think that sort of interest rate differential is really going to help. And you're probably going to see the carry trade here uh, sticking in. As well as that, we obviously have the, the Chinese data this morning made Aussie dollar a lot weaker. That's going mm. to det- deteriorate the outlook now for the next 6, 12, 18 months. Um pound there's nothing really they're pushing it higher nor is there anything pushing it lower so i think a natural move up around that too seems uh, quite fair for now yeah i think look i mean inflation is still wildly out of control right yeah. um interest rates are still a hot topic you know and that's really 
the deciding factor for pound at the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. If if Bank of England still decide to keep pressing on with interest rate hikes, and of course we could start to see pound moving in there a lot. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of topics in behind that of how you know pushing interest rates up like that can really not just um, help inflation through obviously people not spending, but also it also reduces your cost of imports as well. So, and we have another- G- we have GDP data out on Friday, right? So that'll. GDP data on Friday, I don't think it's going to move the market too much, but it could just be, you know, as you say, it could just be another catalyst to throw into the mixer. Um, I don't think the data by itself is going to do anything, but it may just, it it may be enough to change opinions if it's if it's strong enough either side, but I, I couldn't see it. You don't see it being a catalyst to any kind of stronger movement there, no? I don't know because you know we discuss we discuss it in the app. Well, I do quite often, and you know we've said before that there's usually around twenty indicators that predict GDP in mm-hmm. the three in the three months before GDP comes out. You could have up to, up to twenty indicators that try to predict that. You know, so you're you're following along, and people are get very very close to it. So, for example, let's start at the first of January. All the all the leading indicators come out. By the time it comes to the twentieth of March, people are very very clued into what GDP will be in the next two days. You know, people are very, very clued into that. So they are, sure. you know, and, you, sure. and usually it's just a lazy economist that doesn't change their estimate. That's that's why you see the surprise, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, um, right, let's looking at, I suppose, commodities. Um, you touched on oil there. Yeah, I mean, I think oil is going to be one of the big topics now for the next while. Um, yes, it's down over 2.5% a day, but... You know, I don't think that really means much. You're naturally going to see that. I mean, the biggest um, biggest user of oil in the world is China. Chinese China, trade exactly. data down, yeah. you know, put two and two together. It's not difficult to understand why. But yeah. I think, you know, we always knew oil was going to run into a bit of resistance here, Jonathan, around that 82 to $84 a barrel. Always said that. Um, we're still seeing Saudi um, on the voluntary cuts now, still through to September and October, one million barrels a day. If they continue with that even further down the line and maybe even look to um, reduce it even more, then potentially we could see oil, you know, pushing higher. Because you have to remember all these OPEC countries as well, you know, their main exports is oil. So, you know, in order to decrease GDP and keep growth going, they're going to want oil as high as they can, especially now that, you know, it's looking like there could be a recession in the US and maybe across the rest of the world in early parts of 2024. A very very mild one to think at it, but it still could be enough just to reduce demand a bit. And if demand's getting reduced, then we need the speaking from the perspective of Saudis, then we need the the price of oil to continue moving higher. So it's going to be in their best interest to get oil up as high as they can before sure. that happens. Yeah, agreed. Um, <clears throat> looking at silver and gold, silver is four week low at the moment. Gold is also yeah. tracking lower. Yeah, I mean, I put into the chat when was it? Maybe was it last week about the gold short? I put in or. Uh, what day That's was right, it? Yeah. Thursday I put in. So it seems to be working quite well. That's short from 1940. You know, we we broke down there, Jonathan, to 1930, came back up to 1940 for the retest, and now continuing to move lower. I mean, a pretty self-explanatory one there, seeing a stronger dollar. Uh, and then we're also seeing gold moving lower off the back of the stronger dollar. If you want to get really picky into the economics, I've seen that Turkey actually also added a 20% tax on the uh, gold imports into the country. So if I don't think it moved markets too much, but it's another thing you can add to it. And, you could put it in your Twitter and make yourself look cool if you want to use that stat. <laughs> <laughs> and I can yeah. say, like the the big buyers have reduced their, you know, the the they've reduced their gold spend as well. So I mean, that's again another effect of it. I mean, we said, I mean, in the last podcast we said here, like if we do break that two thousand level, you know, I fully expect. The, 
first of all, I said if we do break it, I can see it going up to around two two fifty level. But I, you know, again, that expectation was was always that it wasn't going to break that two thousand level unless there was something major. Like like you said, I mean, we've spoke about it before, but you know, it's for, for me again. I personally think we will see that upside at some stage mm-hmm. um, later in the year. But right now, there's there's nothing really. There's no holding factors that's going to improve gold anytime soon. Yeah, I, I I personally don't see anything anytime soon. I just see it's run. You know, personally see it running all the way down to around eighteen hundred uh, for now. Pretty much, I I'd be short probably all the way down to eighteen hundred for now. Yeah, I've got some levels mapped out around that around there yeah. as well. Yeah, Great. but definitely short shorts are definitely being supported down to nineteen hundred for now. So we'll stick with that. So yeah, I mean, silver as well. You briefly touched on it. Silver's um, a bit more cyclical than gold. I mean, gold's not really used for anything else other than you know small quantities of it can be used in cars, but it's mainly used for jewelry and uh, sovereign funds, things like that. You know, banks like to hold it. Silver's more of a an actual construction metal. It's used in a lot lower end jewelry, so it would be a lot more cyclical. So hence why it's down over one point five percent today. Looking down, it's probably that twenty two forty region. It's probably going to look to move down to could even move as low as that sort of twenty dollars an ounce as well. Off the yeah. back, you know, if we just continue to see that stronger, uh, stronger dollar, you know, just a bit of a fact for anybody as well. Silver pretty much is at the same level it's at uh, from twenty twenty. Hasn't really done much from twenty twenty, and then from twenty ten all the way through to twenty twenty one, it spent its time sort of below that twenty dollars an ounce. Never really got above it. So looks like we're in for a bit of a bit of a retest of those lows to bat up to the highs again. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yep. Um, yeah. A few FX pairs there as well. I mean, I think we'll always have to touch on FX. I mean, it's always the hot favorite amongst everybody in the app. Yeah. I think. Sure. It again. Look, it's the conversation is around dollar, really, isn't it? I mean, like looking at other currency pairs other than dollar. I mean, is really where to be looking at the moment. Um, I don't see any immediate you know downturn in, in dollar at the moment so i expect mm-hmm. i expect that to continue um and again if we're looking at let's say look at euro dollar again euro is really is shifting for me somewhere around like the first mark level has to be somewhere around the 109 level yeah. um once we get by that then again we're going to see we could potentially see a continuation down to somewhere around the you know 10650 level somewhere around there yeah, definitely. Um, I think as you say that 109, then I think it's nearly 108, 107. It, it kind of just goes down in the whole numbers like that, really. Yeah, I mean, look, I just I just potentially don't see any upside in, in Euro at the moment. Um, again, we didn't really touch on actual uh, any indices um, at the moment. Looking at, U- again, UK 100, again, we're seeing a continued drop-off uh, across all European indices at the moment. Yeah. And again I, there's 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 not much supporting it either no i mean there's not too much really coming out and supporting it you know um we've seen FTSE making that rally sort of up to eight thousand. really when was that sort of early part of the year haven't really seen any celebrations from that just continuing to move down i think this sort of 7400 level jonathan that we're kind of approaching now with FTSE, it's going to be a bit of a vital level if we, if we don't find support there and we continue to sink under you know we could run all the way down to around that 7000 level because looking at it on a weekly chart we sort of have a 200 week moving average swooping onto there and it kind of catches everything you know from all the way through there from 2021 all the way through to present it's it's kind of caught every dip that's ran down so i could yeah, I, think, I, I could well yeah. see that happen i think that 73 level is key to be honest 
Yeah, that, that, that 74, 73 level is definitely going to be key. So I wouldn't expect any run below that unless we do see something major uh, coming out, really. And as, as you say, you know, that harder pound, the much firmer pound, Bank of England interest rates moving higher. It's just not really supporting FTSE to continue to move up any higher for now. So I think it's it's actually doing quite well, given the fact of what's happening outside. So I must say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I just think the markets at the moment, I, I expect to see a little bit more consolidation in our markets, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think we're off the back of a lot of unknowns. Yeah. And I think we're going to start to see a market settle a bit. I think it's just been a crazy year for trading in general um, with so many moving parts. Um, but I think hopefully we should see some more consistency in the markets from here. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think hopefully hopefully we see maybe a bit of a, a more directional uh, second yeah. half of the year. I mean, one thing we really seen was um, just the first half of the year, everybody thought markets were going to start to fall off. 2022 was a complete burr. I think 2022, I actually think, was a bit of a nearly a bird trap. I mean, markets were moving down. Everybody was trying to get involved. And then this year, you know, we started off, markets moved straight up again. And everybody thought, yes, this is it. A complete bird trap. Let's short every rally we see. We're already halfway through the year and we haven't got any major de- decline. So I think it's yeah. going to be dif- difficult moving forward. You know, one of the things that draw everybody's attention to in the app, Jonathan, as well, is about, you know, earnings and EPS. Uh, we obviously seen UPS coming out this morning. Uh, their earnings, so United Parcel Service, mm-hmm. and you know they they were revising revenue and sales down uh, for the for the full year for the next couple of months. So, and that's something I've been talking about for a long time now is that sales and revenue, or sorry, sales and EPS have just been getting revised lower and lower and lower until basically companies are beating it. And I think now, um, and now I say think with inverted commas, but I think people are starting to catch on to this, and I think it's starting to creep into the market that. Everybody's just revising lower and lower, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a bit of a catch up to do here. I think next earning season is going to be a big one. Um, obviously, you can't revise much lower than you already have. If you keep doing that, you're going to be revising yourself down to zero. So I think next earning season is going to be a big one for markets for sure. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know, uh, and Tommy, in terms of obviously Ukrainian exports, you know, there's there's lots going on there at the moment as well. It seems that that Putin seems to be trying to put a bit of a crunch on there as well. We could see the after effects of that, right? Yeah, I mean, we could see a, bit, a few after effects of that too. I mean, you know, we're starting to see wheat prices um, over the last few weeks really have been quite volatile, you know, 570 all the way up to sort of 750, now settling around that 640 area. I just, mm. I don't know exactly how firm, you know, the this thing with Putin is going to be because, you know, as, as much as, Russian oil is is a huge part of the world and Ukrainian wheat's also a huge part. You know, it's been it's been what over a year and a half now from we've done without it. And what's happened to price of oil? Well, oil ran from 160 all the way down to 60. So oil halved in price. And mm-hmm. wheat wheat pretty much has moved sideways and, yeah. and done nothing. Yes, it, it it you know multiplied by three or four times, but I think there couldn't have been more of a shock initially than what happened. So I think anything that happens now is always just going to be priced in. I don't think anything is going to make a major difference. Um, I think the world is just used to the war over there now. And unfortunately, as much as I hate saying it, it's probably just going to become another um, another war in the world, which rages on for four, five, six, seven years and people just don't pay attention to it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's fickle really how, you know, how, you know, I think people in general, you know, when you first 
get that news, that impact that it has. But then it kind of, even though these things are going on, they we have so much going on in life that, you know, we almost become unaware of, you know, what's in front of us. Yeah, you do. I think a lot of people forget about the other resources we have and that, you know, Ukraine isn't the only country in the world that can produce wheat and Russia isn't the only country in the world that can produce oil. And, you know, whenever you find new alternatives, then it's very easy to move on from there. And, you know, I think as well, you know, I've been speaking to a few people you know, who are actually Russian nationality and it, it, it's strange because obviously they're going to have a completely different side of the story, but their side of the story, Jonathan, of, of about the war is completely different to anything I've ever heard. Like it, it's it's not it's definitely not the this podcast definitely isn't the space to talk about that but it's it's completely nuts how their side of the story is completely different you know and i, I was quite shocked about it learned quite a lot and it, i wouldn't say it's left me on the edge but it has it's kind of left me like well i don't know who to trust i'm certainly gonna talk to you about it after this podcast anyway definitely you know there's a lot of, there are a lot of factors to to look at yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. um i suppose to, to wrap it up we'll just have a quick quick look or maybe get your response to where we where we see the market going for the rest of the week obviously for me continued strength in dollar um mm-hmm. at the moment again i see potential further downside in gold uh, in terms of you know uk european indices what's what's your overriding view short term yeah, I think obviously markets are open. Markets are open another 20 minutes here in the US. Probably might see a bit of a quiet uh, um, small decline, no more than 1% in, in US equities. But I think nothing's going to happen yet until we see Thursday come out CPI data. I mean, core PPI on Friday as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we hype the CPI data up now, but you know, it comes out in line 3.3% on Thursday and, and, and then fucking nothing happens. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and, and then it's just quiet the rest of the week. So, mm-hmm. Personally, don't think that much is going to happen. I think CPI is going to come out roughly in line, three point three percent, maybe even you know three point two percent, something like that. And I think that that's really going to be it. Small touch in in markets around one thirty, as you usually do. You usually see a lot of buying and a lot of selling, and then finally markets even themselves out. And I think that's really going to be it. To be quite honest, I think it's going to be a quiet week. Last, I mean, yesterday it was yesterday was dead, and markets absolutely dead. So it was just yeah. nothing, you know. <clears throat> yeah, actually, okay. actually, actually, thought at one stage the charts froze on the screen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, there was there was nothing up. There was nothing updating. You know, it was even out and about, and you know, a few of the guys I follow on Twitter as well hadn't posted anything for 50, 50 minutes, and usually they're on every five minutes. And I was like, Jesus, this is this is dead. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was I wasn't around to see the markets yesterday. I was at a family gathering, so so yeah, I didn't really get to to see much but it doesn't sound like i've missed out on much either looking back either so no i'm a- looking forward to a bit of volatility later in the week uh, again i still have that trade open at the moment that pound dollar sell trade open looking at potentially closing that soon enough I, i'm gonna keep an eye on it for the rest of the day yeah. um but it's yeah it's still in some decent property yeah i think that works well i mean vix is now starting to pick up a bit so hopefully start, start to see the volatility come back and those winners getting closed even quicker yeah. <laughs> rather than hold on to two and three days, I'd rather kind of get in and out on a daily basis, as you know myself. Yeah, fair right. enough. Brilliant. All right, buddy. Well, look, that's um I'll see you on the next one. Yep, and, sounds uh, good. Just to, what we're gonna do in the next one, maybe give the guys an update. Yeah, I think uh, next one obviously we do will be the educational one as always. So we'll, we'll talk through about something like that. I think it's always good, guys. You know, if you do have any suggestions for any podcast you want us to do, just leave the suggestions in the app. So just remember for the next sort of, what do you think, John, the 24, 48 hours mobile app might be down. So just log on via the website, leave any suggestions for the podcast. 
and absolutely we'll get back to Miss Cox's account. Hundred percent. So you're a gent. Thank you so much for taking the time. No problem, John. Cheers. Thanks, right, mate. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye bye.